Morning, bro. Morning, bro. All right. I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Surviving the heat. It's toasty. All um, right. Well, I, I've I've seen some triple digits uh, on your uh, on on your uh, whatever. So weather forecast. Well, yeah, the the on the app, yeah. I've uh, so there you yeah. Summer, summer in Texas, right? Oh yeah, it's just getting started. Yeah, well, you, you know, I've seen. Uh, if you haven't seen, uh, I've had people on my Twitter uh, timeline talking about what it's been doing in Phoenix, and uh, you should feel good about how you're doing, right? Yeah, I don't know how many days in a row over 110 they've had. So, but it's a dry heat. It is. Uh, we we've been through this uh, on this podcast uh, several times about uh, the, uh, the wonderful dryness of the heat in the uh, in the uh, Arizona desert, and at uh, 110, of course, doesn't really feel all that hot. R R R. Yeah. So yeah. So so John, we we have uh, all kinds of things to talk about, uh, including um, Holy Moly, which was again new last night, and. I guess my big question at this point about holy moly is how many how many winners are they weekly winners are they going to put together before we get down to the uh what are we going to call them the playoffs the finale uh, yeah the the uh tomb of uh, Nefertiti which we've been uh promoted uh for for weeks if not yeah I probably could say months is accurate at this point so yeah it's I, I, they haven't even really said what uh, you know when the season finale or the the finals is going to be. So um, I, I'm assuming we're going to have at least one more week of of normal play. Yeah, well, you would think they would promo some of the exciting coming. So yeah, I I, I guess I'm ready to move on. Uh, I, I'm used to all the holes, and uh, um, there there haven't been a whole lot of shocks now uh so uh you don't think it was shocking last night that the 64 year old or 65 year old cookie lady won it's it's mini golf john no yeah she had the she had two of the the tougher events to get through she had to ride the shark which she beat a former nfl player to do that okay okay john i'm going Okay, I'm, I'm going to break a secret to you here, John. If you haven't noticed, uh, almost never do, does anybody not end up giving up a point in any of those things. So uh, it's pretty much a wash and comes down to how well you putt. Yeah, that's true. But, the, you know, the, her competition didn't – oh, he did fall in the water when he, he didn't make it. He to did. The, he did not. No, no, no. And, and there, there were some – some comments about his upper body strength and then he had to actually pull her help pull her by her <laughs> belt loop uh onto the the thing afterwards i don't know why but anyway so uh yeah so so holy moly is rolling along and uh we'll we'll roll with it and we're looking forward to them getting down to the point where the cookie lady uh competes with somebody else and hopefully we'll see some new holes uh and uh um, yeah, uh, it's getting to the point where you would think they were about done. So 
I think they are. I mean, I, I think it's it's got to be getting really, really close. Yeah. I liked the the commentary at the very beginning of the episode last night when um, Riggle and uh, Joe were talking about their holes, and Joe said he was gonna, or Riggle said he was gonna call his circus circus, and you had to either get sh- shot out of a cannon or uh, take a trapeze across the the water. Mm. Uh, I, I I miss this. Yeah, it was right at the very very beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I I guess early on the the thing I thought was mildly amusing was the notion that they were drinking gin out of their <laughs> which I would have thought was an intriguing uh, choice. Uh, if they were drinking alcohol, I would have thought gin might not have been in the top five. But you know what do I know? Yeah, straight straight gin out of it. That's pretty nasty. Straight gin out of a coffee cup. So there, there you go. That's kind of where holy moly is. And of course, there was a discussion about wearing pants, which is always a, uh, always a winner, right? Yeah, Riggle, Riggle likes his pants. Yeah, and uh, the one woman who got eliminated early did not. So, all right, John, where where do we start? Well, I, I'll start here, or else we'll probably forget. Uh, there was a. a golf major last weekend and we have a new winner who neither one of us had as our pick not not too uh, surprising so uh a quick uh up take on uh last week's pga yeah uh colin morikawa morikawa um was pretty clutch in the end when he needed to be it was it was impressive play you know knocking it to a couple of you know 10 feet for Eagle on the drivable par four 16th was, was pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it was the lowest score anybody's ever shot for the weekend in at least a PGA, uh, was it for a major, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, had a really good weekend. He's 23, uh, went to school at Cal, which is, uh, not far from where they played. He'd played the golf course. Oh yeah. 23 miles. They made they noticed that many times. Yeah, well. But it only takes an hour to get there. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. They they, uh, they, they said it a, a lot of a lot of times. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he's kind of a a local guy, uh, a Californian, and so uh, uh, you know that's kind of cool. He's also very young, so. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you want to, you know, how cool that is, but uh, there, there you go. Ties um, only uh, Nicholas and Tiger Woods as the 23-year-olds to to win a major or to win the PGA Championship, their first PGA Championship. So that's a pretty good company, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hmm. well, we'll we'll see how many more he wins. So. Uh, uh, were you, what, what was your take on the golf course in the end, which they're coming back to for various events in the next five years or so? so did, I, were you a big I, fan or? I've got nothing against it. I thought it was a good course. Um, the one thing you noted, um, as far as finishing, um, you had said that you wished the last couple holes were a little more difficult, which I would agree with, I mean, it's, it was a fairly simple finish with, um, 
you know, 16, 17, 18. 16 did allow for some fireworks, especially yeah. at the end there, because people were going for it and, and uh, you know, trying to drive the green, and it either failed miserably or worked out quite well for them. Yeah. But, um, but, but the last two holes were not hard pars. No, no. So it was not a difficult, you know, finish to, to retain your lead. Right. It, it was not, there was not a lot of tension about Morikawa after he made the eagle that he might make a, a double bogey to finish and and you know, yeah. give it back. It's, uh, it, it did not look like that was likely. So it's no it's no seventeen and eighteen at Carnoustie. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They're they they well as you know. Uh, from experience, there ain't nothing like the 17th and 18th at Carnoustie. So, um, yeah, um, I, I guess, uh, yeah, um, the other thing was uh, it really did look like a Muni uh, at times. So, um, which, you know, they, they were raving about, ooh, you know, anybody can come play here. But uh, uh, they had a lot of trouble with the sand around the greens. Uh, the pro, pros had trouble playing it. Oh, yeah, they were boo-hooing about the lack of sand, which yeah. I thought is... Yeah. I, I, it cracks me up when the pros complain about sand because you and I have talked about this before. You know, they their miss is to be in the sand. They'd rather hit out of the sand than out of the rough, especially the rough around there because it was pretty gnarly in some areas. So Yeah, right. Uh, well, it, it was funny that, that the sand was actually penal uh, for once uh, yeah, around, the, around the green. So it is a uh, hazard. Yeah, uh, I guess, you know, it just kind of speaks to, to something there. The fact that they weren't better about figuring out how to play out of it, uh, I found interesting. That I mean, they're pros. They practice every day for hours and hours, right? You can't get in and, and practice uh, a, a out of bunker with a little sand so you can you know you know how to play the shot and everything but uh the the flip side of that is the they they like putting the ball in the fairway bunkers because uh yep. they didn't have much lip to them and uh with the hard sand uh it made it easier for them to get good shots out of so uh, I, I guess that was that was one of the things that the, the routing uh, troubled troubled me a, a little bit, uh, and uh, well, I, I guess uh, it, it held up fairly well. I I, I would say so. Uh, we'll be going back there because you know PGA wants to go back to San Francisco, Northern California. There might be money there, so rah rah. You know, it's the first time they played on the left coast since the late 90s so uh, a long time yeah well you know considering uh all the golfers and everything on the in that part of the world uh you know uh yeah uh, so speaking of the left coast and golf <coughs> you know where i'm going now right nope i really i rarely ever do yeah they, well yeah that's i don't know what's wrong with you uh the yesterday's u.s amateur Oh gosh! Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who who uh, don't follow the right timelines or anything, and don't have me spreading stuff for you, uh, they are playing the U.S. Amateur in uh, in Oregon at, at uh, a famous mm -hmm. place, Bandon Dunes, which is what 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 a uh, 
a, a uh, moonscape it is, especially yesterday. The wind was howling like it did Carnoustie to bring Carnoustie in again yet yesterday. And uh, the one match comes to the 18th hole tied yesterday, John, and the one guy's caddy decides he's going wonder into the sand trap where the guy's ball is and makes sand. I, I mean, the comments were he made sand castles, John. So uh, it is not clear exactly what he's trying to do, but it is a, uh, a loss of hole for the player and uh, uh, for, for the caddy to test the sand. And uh, that's what happened. And uh, so the guy who was tied at 18 uh, loses a match. Yeah, it's that was, I mean, it's, I'm pretty much speechless over it. I mean, I, I don't know how in the world that happens. I just don't, I don't understand it, how your caddy does not know. I mean, it, these are amateurs, so this guy's not a professional caddy. It's probably his buddy college buddy or something like that or no no he's a local kid okay so somebody um, hired for but you would think that the in that situation you'd still know right yeah yeah you you have to know uh and i okay i am going to take i'm going to take the kid's side i haven't seen video of it but i've seen the pictures i is he really testing the sand well does it matter? What's he doing in there? Right. I, I mean, he's making sandcastles. It's like... I mean, he's like, fudging I, around I, with I his fingers. A, I just had a joint, and I'm kind of like, wow, dude. Look at the the other, yeah. Right. The other comment, I, a good funny comment I saw was, you know, if your caddy's wearing his hat backwards, he's probably not fully qualified. Is that right? Yeah. It's, it's not 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, you know, they used to used to talk about on uh, on wide world of sports the uh, agony and, and, and the yeah. ecstasy of sports. Well, they're right there. It is, and uh, just just an amazing story. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't I don't know how good the guy was who who lost the match and whether he had any chance of advancing a long way in the amateur, which is of course a uh, big deal, uh, as they say, but. Uh, there you go on uh, on a Thursday afternoon to uh, lose a tight match because your caddy, uh, you know, ha- has a, uh, a, a, a brain lapse. Yeah, a, a brain brain fart. Yeah, so that that was a lot of fun. All right, yeah, speaking of brain farts, John, let's talk college football. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So, so John, I hear college football is uh, is like uh, D Day. Yeah, yeah. So, in what way? Yeah, in what way? I, you know, we 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 knew we were going to lose people on D Day, and uh, we might lose people uh, playing college football, but we got to be brave and just go out there and do it, man. Oof. Did you miss this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Lou, Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, this was Lou's thing. I I, 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 saw, I saw somebody break it down on all the ways it is not really like D-Day. But anyway, so uh, including, you know, there really isn't shooting. But, uh, yeah, so there have been a whole lot of people saying a whole lot of stupid stuff uh, this week as the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have both postponed their football seasons till spring, which we'll get to in a moment, leaving, uh, leaving the other three major conferences – uh, 
claiming they're going to play at this point. In fact, the uh, Big 12, which was kind of people were wondering about, uh, kind of drifted along and then put out a schedule the next day, uh, a new schedule indicating they were playing this fall, John. So is it? what do you think of the insanity at this point, John? I, I don't know what to think. I mean, it's just complete pandemonium at this point. I mean, it's, it's nuts. Um, well, I, what, what did you think? Nebraska was talking about leaving the Big Ten at least for a season. I mean, do we really care if Nebraska's <laughs> in the Big Ten? I, I kind of wonder if you were going to say that. Yeah. You, were, you were all right with them leaving? It wasn't going to break your heart? I mean, their football team is average, but other than that, what's, what's the best thing they contribute to the league besides money? They're not very competitive in basketball, rarely. Yeah, um, at least men, how... not in men's basketball. I don't think the women's basketball the team has been very notable either. So, so, uh, John, you want you want to hear a story? Yes. Okay. So I I read somewhere maybe as a chronicle of higher education that the the people who were happiest about Nebraska uh, joining uh, the Big Ten back when they did what's it been a dozen years or so was the history department at, uh, at Nebraska because uh, it, it, people don't realize this, that there's kind of a distinction. Uh, the Big Ten actually has academic standards. And um, one, one of those standards has to do with the quality of the library and the quality of your academic programs. And Nebraska was going to have to invest, I don't remember how many millions of dollars in their library because it was not it, it was not uh, big 10 worthy stuff. yes it was not big 10 worthy and so the library was improving and i think they were they had to hire a couple history professors uh, amongst others but uh, the, the, you know just the whole academic side uh got a big boost out of uh out of them joining the the big 10 because it turned out that despite everything you think all these schools are about the same, it turns out, you know, certain standards the Big Ten has that uh, you know, some of these places, uh, you, you know, uh, can't keep up with. So uh, I haven't read quite the same thing about Rutgers or Maryland, uh, but uh, I, I suspect there's a certain amount of that. But, yeah, Nebraska was really not uh, a, a quality Big Ten school when, when they signed on and they had to use some of the money in, in all this to, to turn, turn their game up uh, on the, on the academic side. Interesting. I yeah. Not know that. yeah it, was, it, was, I, I, it was an interesting story because uh, you know, there's been lots of talk about all the money involved with the, you know, like uh, you know, part of the reason Nebraska did not get out this week is uh, the football contract, gets teams about 60 million dollars and you know they ain't going nowhere else they're getting that kind of money so right uh but uh there, there is more to it than just uh football and basketball so okay let, let, let me start with this john uh if it's these three leagues end up playing which is kind of iffy right now i think um is there a college football playoff in December and or January, whenever they want to play it. And how legit is it if there is? Yeah. 
I mean, I think the, the way it sounds like they might want to try and do something, um, but uh, it doesn't seem like, I mean, what there clearly will be an asterisk or whatever. I mean, it, you, you're missing two of your big five conferences. So, um, I mean, I guess, and they're all going to be playing conference play then all of a sudden is that just going to disappear? I mean, are we going to, I mean, if we've all decided to stay within our own conference to play these games, these 10 games or so, and then we come to a, a national championship, all of a sudden it's like, well, now we're just going to go ahead and play each other. I mean, yeah. how's it going to work logistically? I, I, I don't know, John, but uh, uh, the, the joke I heard yesterday was that uh, that was brought up was, Pac-12 hasn't been in the playoff anyway, so who's going to miss them? And the Big Ten's been uh, – maybe Ohio State showed up a couple times, but hasn't won a game, right? So uh, there, there was a certain diss as to uh, the quality of the two leagues that uh, aren't, aren't playing and that they won't really be missed in terms of the best football teams in America. Okay. You you don't want to you don't have a hot take on that. I I don't. It, it's just it's all a head scratcher. Yeah. Okay. So here, scratch your head on this one, John. Hey. Uh, both the, both those uh, both those leagues said they're playing in the spring. This seems to be troubling people a lot, John. That that they they can't play in the spring because it's hard on the players. They can't play in the spring and again in the fall. What do you think, John? I think they're 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. I mean, I think they bounce back. They're pretty – they're pretty um, – I think they bounce back pretty quick. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Somebody gave – was you know, we, we talked about dumb things that have been said this week. That if it's about player safety. Yeah. Then, right. Well, yeah. You go on. You laugh, John. Go on. Yeah, if it's about player safety, then we're not playing at all. I mean, right? Let's be realistic. I, I was okay. I was going to say that uh, if if what you're saying is we can't play play whatever it would be uh, 18 games in a calendar year uh, because it's too much for their bodies, you're kind of saying it's too much for their bodies. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Yeah, I, I find that argument, it's interesting. I, I mean, you really wouldn't like to do it, but, uh, and, and I, I, you know, it's just very interesting to see uh, what they'll do. But as I understand it, they're talking about doing it because they have the TV contract and they think that it would, uh, they would uh, get the money if they played in the spring for the fall TV contract, and I think I just mentioned sixty million a year for the teams in the Big Ten. So I don't know how much of that's on the table, but they would recoup at least some of that, or get to keep some of that, all of that. Yeah. So John, are they are they safer uh, playing football than uh, and being in football camp than if they went home? You know that's debatable. <laughs> Well, not, I, I, not, I do not think according that's... to a handful of coaches and players. Yeah, 
But I, I do think there's, there is an argument that can be made for that. I mean, college football, you're in dorms. So you, you kind of have your own little bubble in your university. Um, but can you're you rely? A, can you're, you rely in bubble, on, you're in a bubble with 150 people. It's a large, it's a very large bubble with holes in it. Um, Cause it's, I mean, unless you're restricting them, giving them strict curfews, um, basically making them eat, drink and sleep football and spend their time in their rooms. And, and, and when you're not in your room, you're with the team. Um, then it's debatable on whether or not you really can, can contain and control them. If they go home and if they're home, then they're around whoever they choose to be around and could be influenced by many other people. So are they safer? I can't say yes or no, but I can't, def I can't give a definitive answer that they're, that they are, or that they are not. It's well, not whether to me, it's not whether or not they're safer when they're, with their own team. It's the fact that it's going and visiting or having another team visit you that has a hundred players on their team that you're interacting with. Right. In, in a very physical right. sport where there's lots of sweat flying and, and plenty of uh, breathing, breathing. breathing. Yeah. and then um, mouth particles, whatever you want to call that spittle. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and there was uh, I saw a, a a study that indicated the higher your body mass index, uh, there seemed to be a correlation with how badly the virus uh, hurt you. So uh, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. I think. Yeah. I guess the part of the the argument about their safer cure is, you know, there's this whole you know, control bubble, as you, you pointed out, but it also, everybody pretty much was saying, if we go home, we won't stay, stay in the house and quarantine. Right. Yes. Which, okay. So maybe it's true. You're safer because somebody's holding your hand uh, on campus and making sure you do things right. Why can't you go home and take care of yourself like that? Right. But uh, yeah, it seemed a really dumb argument, but uh, there have been a lot of them uh, uh, this week. So this is all going to be interesting. Uh, I think I'm with you now. Uh, you've said all along you doubted they, there was going to be play. I think the Big 12 is going to end up uh, crashing and burning because I think Texas is going to crash and burn them. So because uh, you, you guys haven't gotten it under control yet, do you? Uh, yeah, not really. Yeah, so. All right. So, so John baseball. So you're a happy baseball fan at this point, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about the best team in major league baseball. Okay. Uh, the Rays have looked really good uh, the last couple of weeks. So uh, we can talk about them. I mean, how many Rays players can you name John? None. None. Oh, come on, man. You can, you can name somebody. I literally can't. Really? Okay. I, I get. I guess Kevin Kiermeyer doesn't. Uh, who is a Purdue grad uh, doesn't uh, do anything for you, huh? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, I, I know you want to talk about the Cubs, or or we need to at least act like we're going to talk about the Cubs. Uh, so the Cubs have the best record in baseball. They've looked really good. They have a huge lead, six and a half games. 
uh, a third of the way through the shortened season. So things look really good for the Cubs uh, on making the playoffs, maybe even be the one seed. And uh, I, I just got to throw the wet blanket on you, John. You do remember for a hundred and some odd years, the Cubs in situations like this would then end up losing like the first series in the playoffs, right? Yes. Right. That was before they broke the curse. So is that right? So, so you're, you're pretty sure that, that uh, what happened in 2016 changed everything. Everything forever. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. So the Cubs, uh, I, I saw somebody, uh, I, I actually took the poll on Twitter, one of those Twitter polls as to what it was that uh, had them off to this great start. And uh, it was 58% at the time. Uh, of the voters picked starting pitching. So John is, is there more to the story than just starting pitching or? No, not really. And that's going to be the piece they're going to need to add is they're going to need to add some, some good relievers. Um, That's the, that's the part that is extremely scary. Matter of fact, we, I mean, one of the three losses we have is a blown save. So. um, Yeah. it, It makes me nervous. That, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, playoff games end up in bullpens almost all the time. Uh, but uh, you got seven out of you last night, uh, which w- was magical. And that's two good starts in a row, right? Yes. Uh, Lester's looked brilliant. Hendricks has looked uh, very good. Um, I've lost track. Uh, Chatwood uh, has looked good. So, uh, yeah. I mean, their ERA is, you know, Kendricks in four games, 26 innings, has got a 3.08. U, four games, 24 innings, 1.88. Uh, Lester, three games, 17 innings, 106. Didn't I see yeah. that their, their, their uh, ERA was under two as a starting staff? Or did I? Uh, probably. I think uh, Alec Mills might be, or Chatwood might be the one that kind of blows that up a little bit. But even, even Alec Mills, our fifth guy in the rotation, has got a 1.38. Yeah. ERA, so. And Quintana, we expect back, right? Eventually, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Cubs off to a great start. Six and a half games up on the Reds, who uh, are. Well, somebody has to be the number two team in the division. Looks to be it at this point, but um, go, go for them. So I know what you want to talk about, John, is the Cardinals. So um, how are you feeling about the Cardinals these days, John? Take them out. Yeah, there you go. I, I wondered if you'd say this on air. Yeah. John has been texting to kick the Cardinals out of the league here for uh, I, I'm not sure why John is the most upset man in America about the Cardinal situation, but because uh, they're ruining baseball, they're ruining baseball. <laughs> okay. I mean the the Rays in the Phillies. I mean they snapped out of their little Marlins, Marlins, and and Phillies snapped out of their issue pretty quickly. And I don't know what is the deal with the Cardinals. Why can't uh, they get this thing under control? Uh, if they knew, they probably would have it under control. Uh, they are, they have not played in two weeks. If, if to come to John's point, if you all are missing it, they have not played in two weeks. They're supposed to play a double header in Chicago with the White Sox on Saturday to get back to playing. Uh, they have had 18 people test positive, 10 players, eight staff members, including another coach, uh, 
well, let's see. I guess it was Wednesday they announced that the, the, the another coach had been added, though they had been tracing that person since the weekend with inconclusive tests. So uh, at the, it's Friday morning. We think they're playing on Saturday, right, John, and getting back to it, including, and this is part of John's butthurt, uh, it looks like they're going to play double headers against the Cubs on Monday and Wednesday of next week, right, John? Correct. Right. To make up, uh, technically speaking, the Cardinals have 55 games to play in 40, what 45. would be 41 game, 41 days when they start playing again on Saturday, tomorrow. So <laughs> how's it going to They are not going to play 60 games. Uh, that, that is very clear. Uh, I think, I, well, I saw somebody say that they thought they could get enough games in with double headers where they played everybody in the NL central, their games, you know, they're missing a series with the tigers, which, they may, ne- which they may never play. So, um, or was the last two games they postponed makeup games because they've missed now. No, the, yeah. Games. Yeah. The double header yesterday yeah. was to make, it was to make up for last week. Uh, yeah. The second series. Uh, yeah. They weren't supposed to play yesterday originally. So, uh, yeah, the Tiger series probably will never will never happen. But uh, and, and you know, as a Cardinals fan, uh, there's no I, I don't have a lot of hope for how they'll play. There's all kinds of questions about what they'll have for a roster, and of course, playing what I just name off. Let's see, that's Saturday, Monday, Wednesday double headers with games in between, right, John? That is not a schedule that says winning streak. Uh, so, um, so what if, here's a question. Yeah. Let's say they play, I mean, I don't even know what their extended schedule is. If it, if I can get it, especially yeah. since it's probably all going to be TBD. Yeah. Well, what's your question? Let's say they play, um, like 10 or 15 games in the next well, they're going to basically going to have to pay to play like 10 games in the next week. Yeah. What if they go one and nine yeah. and then they're, they're three and 12 yeah. after this, you know, basically a third. I mean, do you just give up? I mean, what, what's your, what do you do as a team at that point? And what if you get another positive case after that? Well, I think, I think there are protocols in place if there's a positive case. So, um, but no, I, I think if you end up three and twelve and are uh, ten games behind the Cubs, uh, I, I suspect that uh, you know they go to uh, you know let, let's see who can do what mode right instead of winning games and there'll be some pitches there'll be a lot of people on uh, test runs so uh, yeah. I, I I I do not understand. Okay, I, I guess I'm being a little bit, uh, you know, stupid about this, but I don't understand what they're talking about doing in terms of pitching anyway. So uh, I would have thought you brought Jack Flaherty back and uh, got as much out of him as you could uh, right off the bat, you know, knowing that he hasn't pitched in three weeks now, right? But uh, right. they're talking about, no, we don't want Flaherty back too soon and where that, you know. Uh, I I just I don't know how they're manage, going to manage this, and 
they have a whole problem with the roster because the guys who tested positive can't play. Uh, I mean, there was talk that it's been long enough where the original people who tested positive, it's been long enough, John, but uh, last I read, you know, I, I've been following it uh, in the papers and on, on Twitter and everything. They don't think uh, Molina or, um, or DeYoung, the two starters who had it in the starting lineup are going to play this weekend in Chicago anyway. So, uh, so they got they got serious issues with both the pitching staff and uh, just playing who they play, and you know even though you uh, uh, you and I know that there's a, a thirty man roster down in uh, some place, uh, you, you know everybody has a satellite. Uh, there's such a thing in the MLB as a forty man roster, and to call people up, they've got to be on a forty man roster, not a sixty man roster. So you don't have as many options, you know, as 60 sounds like you have a whole nother team to bring up, but you really. And they seem to be really adamant about not using these teams or these players. I mean, cause that, I thought that was the whole point in the first place of having all these satellite players is that when you have well, 10 or five or 10 guys go down that you bring in these other guys and just keep rolling, but we haven't. I, I think. I think the problem is tracing, right? They, they don't want to bring them into a situation until they know uh, everybody's clean. And uh, just to follow up on this, uh, uh, you, you do know, and I'll tell you if you didn't, they're all, they're driving rental cars from St. Louis to Chicago today because I guess they didn't want to get everybody on a plane or a bus um, together. So, which kind of says we're still worried that, you know, we don't exactly know who has it and blah, blah, blah. Right, John? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's uh, the, the, uh, the thing about going back to college football, John, uh, this thing spreads um, you know, like a flu and uh, it is really hard to get on top of once, once it gets in the door. Um, uh, and uh, it from, I guess there's been a lot of questions about testing. Uh, it, it's not clear that some of the tests uh, are as definitive. Uh, the quick tests aren't as definitive as they could be. So uh, it's, it's a bit of a problem. So uh, been a lot of inconclusive tests in the, in the Cardinals uh, situation that, uh, yeah, don't don't make things easier. So, yeah. Yeah. So there, there you go. John, the NBA is going to start some playoffs, man. Yeah. Pick, got a series you're, you're, that is going to uh, be up on the list. Almost must see TV, maybe. Well, I was going to say I really was looking forward to watching the Mavericks Clippers series, but it's on it. I mean, they start at nine o'clock every game. Nine o'clock your time, which is my time. Nine o'clock central time. Yes. Okay. Every game they're they're playing late, uh, and the Dallas team. Oh, that's right. So yeah. they're playing in the bubble in Florida at ten o'clock. So all right, I uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm sure. Yes, that's a it's a West Coast thing. Uh, so there you yeah, go. I mean the Clippers are the the favorite, but I I think, I mean that doesn't. Uh, surely everybody's acclimated to 
Eastern time zone by now. So it's not like it's an advantage for the Clippers either. I, no, think, I, it just, I, I think it's, it's about just, West Coast viewers, John. Yes, it's about the, the viewing. Right. So, yeah, it's hard for me to start a game at 9 p.m. on a on a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, old they, fart. Yeah. They do. They do play their Saturday game in the afternoon, though, if, for game four. So their first three games during the week are at at uh, at nine. And then their weekend game is is late. So, so that's the one you've got circled. I've got the Celtic Sixers circled. That's going to be a good series, too. Which I would think is a good series. I'm not sure about everybody's health, but uh, if they're even close to both being healthy, uh, you would think that would be a dog bite. Uh, and so uh, look forward to seeing that. You know, the Sixers still trying to uh, – cash in on that promise they've had since what was it called the plan or whatever it was they, they've done you wouldn't have said it i would have remembered it but yet it's not the plan yeah right but anyway they they uh you know they tried to put together a team they put together a team and it hasn't yet clicked uh so uh here they are the six seed john playing the celtics and that that might be interesting uh, John, I have already lost an NHL team. <laughs> I haven't. First series, yes. Uh, you've got, you got uh, my quality choices. Uh, the Penguins got knocked out in the first round. Of course, I, I look like I know something that the Blackhawks, who were a 12 seed, uh, beat the 5 seed in four games, but now they're down uh, 2-0 to your Vegas Knights. Uh, you're looking a lot better having gone chalky with the Bruins and the Knights than, than uh, my crazy picks, John. So that's where we are with the with the NHL. Uh, it may be the first time in history, or at least in, in my memory, John, that maybe the NHL goes chalk, which rarely yeah. does. Yeah, so. Very rarely. Yeah. So, so John, back to the NBA really quickly, because I've listened to a little bit of uh, sports radio uh, driving back and forth the golf course this week because uh, that's about the only time I get out for any length of time, John. Uh, there, I heard somebody say that the Lakers aren't really the best team in the NBA that the Clippers are. Uh, what do you think of that assessment, John? I've heard that argument. Um, I, did, I think they're both really, really good teams, and it's hard to say that um, I would still take the Lakers over the Clippers, but I mean, the Clippers are pretty, pretty awesome. It's yeah. going to be, I mean, as much as I would love to see the Mavericks upset the Clippers, which is about 1% chance of happening. Um, the Lakers Clippers series is going to be, that's if, if it gets to that point is definitely going to be must see TV. Okay. Well, there we go. We'll, we'll, yeah. This deep into the week uh, or into you know, the, the podcast this week, uh, there you got got something uh, must see TV in the future. Lakers Clippers from from Florida, which sounds just all messed up. Well, John, I, I hope next week's half as uh, intriguing as this week is, and uh, people say dumb shit uh, again to give us something to react to, and. Uh, and I suspect they will, the way things are going. Uh, and we didn't even talk about how much we all hate the Astros, did we, John? No, we didn't. 
No. Hey, wait, I did another, find another brawl. Yeah. I, I did find something that uh, Nebraska is pretty decent at. Oh, 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 yeah. What's that? Women's volleyball. Well, yeah, that's not bad. They won national championships in 17, 15, and 06. Their most recent. In volleyball. Their women's bowling team is solid. Their women's bowling team. Yeah. 2015, 13, 9, 5, 4, and 1. Is there? Wow. Wow. So they. So that, I, I know when they sat down and they wanted a, a, new, uh, a new team in the Big, Big Ten because, you know, they needed more than 10 teams in the Big Ten, uh, that uh, women's bowling was the selling, selling point. Yeah, they really brought it to the table. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's go that's going in this week's uh, title episode title, Nebraska women's bowling. Yeah, so there you go. All right, John, have a good one. Steve, have a great weekend. Yeah, bye, bro. Bye, bro.